It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to YesNetwork.com's Big Blue Breakdown podcast, an up-close look at the New York football Giants. Joe Callow joined along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web, and I know a lot of Giants fans will be looking for some answers this week because it wasn't the electrifying game that we thought we'd see out of RG3, but it was the running style that we thought we'd see out of Alfred Morris, and it just looked like the Giants just could not stop him, and it just made problems all night, and Giants could not win the game, and a very important game in Washington, and I think this is just the way the Giants like it, with their backs against the wall, and they know they got to win out, and... That's pretty much the setup for every December, Hark. Yeah, it's 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 disappointing. You know, this we talked about it last week. This this was such an important game for them to give them some wiggle room, and and the wiggle room's almost gone if it's not gone already. Uh, you know, that they they probably have to go three and one at the very least, and maybe even four and zero. Oh, we'll have to see. And it's 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 frustrating. I think it's frustrating for them, but it's frustrating for us fans too because um, you, you went into this game and you thought they would have adjusted on defense a little bit better to what because of what happened the last time and again they they saw this you know this this Baylor University offense this pistol offense that the Redskins are running and um it's not so much the passing though that's a factor but it's as you said it's 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 Alfred Morris and it's the threat of the option and and it they didn't really adjust to it they had the same problem stopping it and you look at the you look at the score and Tom Coughlin talked about it. He said, you know, you know, you hold a team to 17 points, you expect to win. I kind of agree with him, but at the same time, you've got to get the other team off the field. And the Giants really didn't get the Redskins off the field, especially in the second half of the game. And when you don't do that, you you limit the number number of possessions you had. And the Giants had only had eight possessions. The Redskins only had eight possessions. And when you do, when you have so so few possessions, every possession is so critical. And if you have something where you can't, you end up kicking a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown, or you miss a field goal, that often comes back and haunts you. And that's what what happened in this game. I think the penalties. I think it set a tone on the opening drive with the penalties and what kind of a night it was going to be because the Giants had a terrific opening drive, and it just looked like, you know, it's shades of uh, the Carolina game or, or the San Francisco game. They just came out and then moving a the ball, and Martellus Bennett is dragging guys. And then you get a, a penalty call, and the Giants just couldn't recoup from that, and they settled for a field goal, and it just looked like there were more penalties in really bad spots on Monday night than any time I can really remember because, again, now the drive at the end of the game where everybody has a lot of faith in Eli Manning, in coming down the field and, and giving the Giants the lead and another bad penalty on a crucial third down where Martellus Bennett, you know, gets a first down. I just thought that, you know, that was this was, yeah, this was a really bad game where the Giants really shot themselves in the foot. And I know you could pretty much call holding calls on every play and, 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 and offensive calls can be called a lot, but this was a game where it really, really hurt the Giants. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's, it's hard to overcome a third and 20 and it, boy, they, they were, down you know they only needed a field goal and and they crossed midfield with that completion and I, it was a legitimate penalty the only thing i didn't like it it came you know they pulled they called it so late after the play was over 
Um, and, you know, I hope they were calling it calling the plays the same way. It looked like there was some holding on the other side that wasn't getting called. But, you know, I'm not going to complain about the penalty because it, it was legit, legitimate. It just, but you're right, it hurt them. And the thing that, that bugs me is, if, is this. You know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the Redskins were dead. And they went out and they took care of business against three straight NFC East opponents. They they clobbered the the, the um, their Eagles. They went way up on the Cowboys and held on to that game. And then they they won a, a nail biter against the Giants. And they completely turned their season around. You have to give them credit. They you know they they had, if we had three NFC East games in a row when we looked at the schedule, we would have been like, oh man, that's a tough stretch. But they, they took advantage of it, and now they're one game out, and they hold all the tiebreakers. What, what really makes me mad is this. If we get to the end of this season and the Dallas Cowboys or the Redskins end up winning this division, what a wasted opportunity for the Giants. I mean, it just, just you know, it, it, to be, again, six and, to be 6-2 and two and this division – for what it is, if somebody ends up winning it other than the Giants at 9-7, and seven, it, it's, it's just going to be very, very difficult pill to swallow because, they, they, you know, they, once they get in the playoffs, anything can happen. And this team, as we, we've seen, they've, they walloped the 49ers. They walloped the, uh, the Packers. So they can beat the best teams in the NFC. But then they just can't take care of business this year in the in the NFC East. They've lost three division games this year, and it's and it's killing them. And all three division games, you, you know, the road game against the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Giants were fortunate to hang on to win. Yeah, they could have lost that game. Too. Yeah, and the Eagle game is very similar to the Redskins game, where yes, they had a chance to win at the end, and a penalty really killed the Giants. I mean, in the Eagles game, it really set them back a little bit more because it was a crucial play to mark the field goal back further. But in this game, you had that crucial third-down penalty. Not, not, it's not saying Eli was going to complete the drive and score, but I think a lot of Giant fans had faith in Eli Manning that he could do something like that with four minutes on the clock. But right. I want to bring you back because I, I remember you saying the same words last year when you said, you know what, if the Giants don't end up making the playoffs, what a wasted opportunity for the Giants. And the reason you gave... You said because they're wasting a terrific year out of Eli Manning. Yeah. You know, the, you, you said it again this year. Last year you said it because we were going to waste a really MVP-type season for Manning. This year the circumstances are different. Manning's still having a good season, maybe not as dominant as he was yeah, over right. the league last year. But right. you do make a good point that we're at the same spot in the beginning of December that we were at last year, and we looked at the schedule coming up, and we looked at the teams in our division where there's no really great teams right now in our division – and the Giants just, you know, they had that bump in the road against the Redskins, but then went on a run. So, you know, as Giant fans, I think we're all kind of confused right now as to <laughs> how we should really be thinking. Is it, sure, you know, is the Giants' best football ahead of them because we know that they play their best when their backs are up against the wall, but it's just so frustrating to watch because it looked like all the fire was in the bellies of the Washington Redskins players and the young players and RG3 and the crowd. And it's just like like the Giants in, a, in one of the really favorable spots, a game on the road where the Giants usually play well, just didn't look like they had any sense of urgency. And now maybe it'll take this to make them play, you know, like they did against Green Bay. Or maybe it'll, it'll even take another loss and a tie in the division. But you, you, we always talk about the Giants playing with fire, 
And what do you think, Eric? You think this is a similar case? Well, you know, that's the that's the key question. You know, we've sort of been lulled into this, and I hope the players aren't lulled into this because when you play with fire like this, you're going to get burned. We we talked about it earlier in the season with you know playing these tight games in the fourth quarter, and that'll come up and and, and hurt you. And I think we were talking, I think we were talking about in the Eagles game earlier in the year, and I'm sure there's been other games that they've lost in the fourth quarter. And you hope the same thing doesn't happen with the season here. I, you know, they can't win the Super Bowl every year. You know, no team can do that. But I just, I look at the NFC and I look at the Giants and what they've done when they play great football. They, they can beat anybody. And it's just this up and down, up and down. And I, I, I want them to give themselves a chance to, in the playoffs. And you want you want to say, man, they can do it again, but. They've got a tough stretch of games. I don't even think this Eagles game is a gimme game, even though the, the Eagles are sort of falling apart here. I don't. I, I don't want to even call that a, a sure thing. I think they could go. I think this team could go four and zero and win all these games, or I, I could see them go one and three or something in between. I just don't know. The only thing that makes me a little bit nervous is the, the injury with Knicks. You know, he, he's just not a hundred percent. And if I if he was he, if he was playing the way he was last year when the Giants were going into the playoffs, I'd feel a lot better because then you got Cruz, you got Knicks, you got Bennett who's starting to come on a little bit. Um, but Knicks didn't practice today again, so he had a little bit of a setback again. And that, that really makes me nervous because Eli can't be Eli if he doesn't have all his weapons there unless somebody else steps up. And, and no one else has been stepping up right now. And on the flip side is, you know, when the heck is Justin Tuck going to step up? You know, or is this is it is this it for him? We were we were real down on Justin Tuck last year around the same time too, and then he turned it around, and he had a really good um, um, final group of games and, and a playoff run. I, he better show up now because they need him. They need O.C. Manure. They need J.P.P. to play like he did last year. They need these guys on defense and offense. Some of these key players to, to play like they did last year and, and that's asking a lot but that's that's what they're going to need yeah and we spoke about the penalties killing the offense and, and I think that's a concern with the offense because defensively you know the, the Redskins are a tough team to figure out right now because they're showing people an offense in this first year and it usually takes a while for deposing opposing defenses to figure something out like their offense and and in the end they got 17 points you know, in the end, it was because of a fumble from RG3 into another player's hands, you know, was one of the plays that put them over. Not saying that they weren't going to score anyway in that drive. You just don't know. I mean, there was another right. drive that stalled and they had to kick a field goal. So, you know, even though it seemed like the Giants could not get off the field, it could not stop Morris. And I had no faith that even if the Redskins went for it on every fourth down and they ran the ball, that the Giants could stop them. It just was one of those nights where you would just count your blessings if they got off the field after after four downs, the Giants' right. defense. And going into, you know, the, the rest of the season, I I liked what I saw in the Giants defense last week against the Green Bay Packers. I'm sure everybody did. Yeah. And you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who's a mobile quarterback, but he's not RG3. Not many people are RG3. And you look at the quarterbacks who the Giants are facing in the end. Now, Drew Brees is more like Aaron Rodgers. He runs around a little. And then you got guys like Joe Flacco, and you have guys who aren't as mobile. So... Maybe the Giants' defense, and we saw some life out of Tuck last week against the Packers, and maybe you see that, and maybe the Giants' defense takes a big step up in these coming weeks, and I think it, 
you know, RG3, as much as everybody wants to call him the great next best thing, it's the same thing that we heard about Cam Newton last year. But RG3 is a very, very athletic and mobile player. He's very hard to game plan against, and I just think that these quarterbacks coming up at the next four games are a little, little bit easier, especially guys like Matt Ryan who don't ever leave the pocket and, and Joe Flacco. So I think the Giants' defense is going to play better, and I like the matchups. Now, you know, we'll talk about in the next segment how the Giants really never beat Drew Brees. He's a tough quarterback to beat, but my concern going back now is the offense because there's no reason why the offense only scores one touchdown against a Redskins defense, which has been terrible against the pass all year. Right. And you know, I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the passing game against the Redskins simply because their, their pass defense is dreadful. And for once, Eli wasn't throwing interceptions against the Redskins. Um, he had a pretty decent game. Um, they, they were balanced, but I, I think a little bit too balanced against that team. And, you know, Bradshaw did well. They got their 100 yards rushing and all that. But I just would have liked to have sort of taken the life out of them a little bit easier I mean, earlier. I think they've they've got to be a little bit more aggressive. They've got to play better. And, and if Mix isn't playing well, they've got to do what they did earlier in the year, and they're going to have to get guys like Barden or Ruben Randall or Hickson's back now with his ankle injury. They're going to have to get people in there that can help move move the ball because they've got to they've got to score points. They're going to have to score points against Drew Brees, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that, but they, they can't go into these games being – too conservative right now and they're going to have to, in my mind Eli's still your best player you sink or swim with him you say Eli it's up to you you know get us there if you can and if he doesn't then they just weren't good enough this year but I, I don't think they can play it safe yeah we're going to come right back and talk about the game against the New Orleans Saints it is going to be a tough task for the Giants because the last three times they played the Saints they basically got blown out whether it be at home or on the road it really is a tough tough job for the Giants this weekend we're going to come right back Talk about the Giants, the rest of the schedule, and all that kind of stuff. Joe Caller, Eric Kennedy, Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back, everyone, to the Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy taking a look at the New York Giants and the upcoming schedule. One game at a time. That's how the Giants want to look at it in their playoff push the end of the season. And you have the New Orleans Saints coming in this weekend. And whether it be on the road or at home, the Giants have had no luck against the Saints and have taken beatings in the games uh, as far back as I can remember, maybe to the Joe Horn game when uh, when it was the Hurricane and they played that uh, that fake home game in Giant Stadium, uh, they took away the home game for the for the Saints. And it just looks like Drew Brees is, is the type of guy, and he's coming off a bad game, Eric, that you just don't want to be in the spot against him. But on the flip side, I think it's a good chance now for the Giants' offense to work on the New Orleans Saints' defense. Yeah, again, they put themselves in this position. So I don't really have a lot of sympathy for them. You know, they they took care of business against the Redskins. They would have been sitting pretty, and we'd actually be talking about maybe catching somebody for the number two seed in the entire NFC and getting a bye week. Now they're going to have to scratch and claw and get you know get in there. They're they're going to have to score points. The good news with with the Saints is this is. Um, Regardless of the reasons, um, Breeze is throwing a lot of interceptions this year. And um, the Giants, 
um, until fairly recently, have been doing a very good job of of, of uh, picking off passes, recovering fumbles. They, they, they've been very good with in turnovers this year. So, hopefully, this is a game that Breeze continues to throw a lot of picks, a lot of a lot of passes. Um, the, the one thing that you know that is they've got to keep an eye on and who's caused them problems in the past is Darren Sproles is back and he's a he's he's just a, a pesky guy out of that backfield they move him all over the place and and that's a matchup issue and and I guess Jaquan Williams is 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 practicing this week but you, if even if he comes back you got to figure he's going to be pretty rusty uh Keith Rivers finally got into the lineup last last week um and uh, Michael Boley's there, so they're going to have to figure out how how to take care of somebody like that. But they got a lot of weapons. Um, it's going to be outdoors. That's good. Um, two of the last three where they've really clobbered us have been down in New Orleans. I think there there was one game up in the Meadowlands too that they they ran rough shot over the Giants on a that Christmas was, Eve. A Christmas ago. Eve. It was on a Christmas Eve a bunch of years ago, and it ruined my Christmas Eve. Day. Yeah. <laughs> That was an ugly game too. I think Bush was still there and was running all over the Giants in that game. So, so we'll see. Look, this, the Giants can't be afraid of the Saints because the Saints are very beatable. Obviously, if you look at the teams that have given them trouble, uh, I mean, if the Rams can beat, um, or teams like the Rams can give them trouble, and and some of the teams that have given them trouble, then then the Giants should be able to beat this team. And if they don't beat this, they don't beat. Uh, them, then, then they are definitely in the playoff mode where any loss after that's probably going to kill their season. So, so it's a critical game. I, I expect them to play well. They're going to have to play well. I think the offense is going to be able to move the football. It, it's, it's the defense that, that they're going to have to come up with some things. Perry Fuel is going to have to um, come up with a game plan like he did against the Packers and hopefully have similar success. And the Giants have a short work week, and the Saints have a long, yeah, have yeah. a longer week, more time to prepare for this game. And Steve Spagnuolo is running the the Saints defense, and it'll be interesting to see how the Giants come out and prepare for his defense. And I thought going back to last week, one last time, is that they stuck with the run so much, and that Kevin Gilbride was calling these draw plays kind of towards the end of the game instead of Eli Manning throwing the ball. And look, I'm not going to argue Kevin Gilbride, you know, two Super Bowl rings. But I think a lot of fans were looking at it going, you know, let Eli just air it out because the the, the receivers were there early in the game for the deep pass. And you saw Victor Cruz grab one in. And you saw that the receivers were getting open downfield and, and why the Giants wouldn't do that. Maybe they'll change their philosophy now this week at home. And you got to hope that the Giants come out with that sense of urgency in their bellies because, you know, you lose this – you're tied for the division if, if the Redskins win and then, the, you know, the Cowboys get a win and then and then you're down with tiebreakers. So you're really waiting for that point where you say, are the Giants going to wake up? And it was a pleasant surprise to everybody two weeks ago against the Green Bay Packers where the Giants basically dominated the game. But let's face it, you know, Green Bay called it, called it a game at halftime and basically yeah. didn't even try that second half. So as a Giant fan, you know, we've seen this before out of this team. And, and you know, I've been going around saying, look, all right, we lost to the Redskins – Last year, we lost to them twice. So I look at his one leg up this year, you know? With the Giants, you have to still think positive because maybe this is the type of situation that they like to be in. This is what they want going in the last game of the season. And going every into Super last Bowl month. 
run they've made in the last, yeah. last two years, uh, the last two times they've lost to the Redskins in December. So maybe this will be And it sounds like I'm reaching, right, Eric? Yeah, sounds, but I'm, I'm just looking like maybe well, the Giants like this setup going into the last month of the season, knowing that they have this one-game lead and if they, they, they really don't have room now, and hopefully the Giants don't get too lazy and say, well, even if we don't win a division, we might have a shot at the wild card if these other teams lose. You know, it's so funny how we have to talk about motivation to a world championship team, but you just, as Giant fans, we see how good that they can be. Yeah, I mean, look against the Packers, the the um, the, the Make a Wish um, kid that came out, Adam Merchant, 15 years old, um, who's recovering from cancer. He come before the game um, on the Friday before the game. He comes out and tells them to play like champions, and that really resonated with the team. They talked about it after the game, how how um, um, much that meant to them. But I mean, and it's a great story, but. It shouldn't be up to a 15-year-old kid to tell them to play like world champions. They are the world champions. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be losing to teams like the Eagles, who are bad this year. They they shouldn't be. Uh, they be honest with you. They should beat the red the Redskins. The Redskins are a much improved team, but they're they're a better team than the Redskins. And again, they they should be they should be doing better than they are. Now that all said, they're one game up in the division with four to play. They're, they completely control their destiny. They are, they'll have to basically finish one game up because I think they're going to lose all the tiebreakers to the other two division teams. Um, depends depends still on what happens with Dallas, um, but the the the, the, uh, the the Redskins will own the tiebreakers against the Giants because I think they're three and one in the division, and the best the Giants can finish are in the division is three and three. Um, so we'll we'll have to see. What they but they they control their own destiny and I think these are all even the Atlanta game that doesn't that doesn't scare me. What scares me is and you know this and everyone who's listening to us out there is the inconsistency in this team. You don't know what you're going to get. They can look great one week and they can look awful the next. And they got to string some wins together. They can't do this win one lose one win one lose one or, or they're going to be out of the playoffs unless somebody everyone else falls apart and they get and they get a wild card out of this and that that's still a possibility but you know it's win the division and and get it, you know get on a roll that's what I want to see them do, see them do and the bottom line with them and believe me I'm thinking as a positive giant fan is the more that their backs are up against the wall the better they play yeah but that's da- man that's it is dangerous right. it but is but I'm dangerous. just trying this the better they play so because you know look, what? look at look last look at last year if if yeah. if Tony Rommel doesn't throw, overthrow miles Austin they don't even make it to the playoffs I mean that's that's the the funny bounces that this game takes and some things are just completely out of your hands right I hate it when you know you can always have a game where something strange happens and you just lose. And you just don't want to be in that position. That's why it's nice to have a buffer. Yeah. Yep. As Willie Chichi said in The Godfather Part Two, family had a lot of buffers. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the Giants do not. And it's going to be interesting to see how they come out and play the New Orleans Saints this weekend. And hopefully, they can get back on track for a nice little playoff push. As always, thank you, Eric, for joining us each and every week on the Giants Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. And until then, fans, stay true, stay blue.